You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. So glad you could join us again. We are going to have an amazing episode today, and this is all part of our celebration of the men of co-creation. That's right. The Superpower Network celebrates the men of co-creation, men who have dedicated their existence to the pursuit of something beyond themselves in areas like science, business, medicine, personal development, religion, family, relationship, and many others. These men have stepped up and said yes to co-creating a world that aims to inspire all of us. Thank you for modeling character, and honorable pursuits. We love you, love each other. And today's guest is an absolutely exemplary example of such a man. And I'm very excited to introduce him to you here. So we're going to activate our superpowers right here because here pretty soon we are going to be talking all about uplifting humanity. So here we go. Ready? You know the practice. I am Tonya Don Rekla and I have superpowers. Your turn. I am Les Jensen, and I've got superpower. Yes, brilliant. Very fun. All right, folks. So we are going to jump into this conversation, and Les Jensen for sure has superpowers. He is the founder of New Human Living, right? Inspiring all of us into that. And actually, Les, I have it right here. Look it. Woo-hoo! Yes, yes, yes. So we were awarded as the human with the humanitarian award for last year through Les's organization. Huge, huge honor. It was so beautiful to receive that. And it really spoke to, Les, where your heart and your soul are. And and I love that you're part of this men of co-creation. So what does it mean to you to be part of co-creation? What's that look like for you? Well, it's perhaps daydreaming. What do we want? I mean, what do we really want? Because we really lucked out because the the normal of 2019's got tossed out the door and we could make a new improved normal and to to idea that to vision that and then to run and embody that and for mm-hmm. me um some core aspects that i see missing perhaps in the masculine uh, archetype of the collective is authenticity uh, a little happiness, um, some uh, a sense of adventure and courage to blaze new trails because we're really laying down a new narrative, a new dynamic if we choose to. And really, that's what the heart of humanity is really calling us to do. Uh, you know, I think so, too. And we we talked before, if you recognize that voice, folks, he Les was on the show. He's, he's a very favorite here at the network. And he was on my show with transformational antenna theory, that's where we really connected in our past when it comes to the energetics of situations. And I love that you work that into this element of co-creation and the awareness that we're so much more when we're together than just simply what it appears, right? There are so many elements exchanging here. um, And it bears some, some attention to that. Like you said, like things like happiness, Right. Um, right. We're real big at superpower experts on this movement from this perspective of like, you know, I am this way because these things happen versus I'm choosing to be this way. So these things can happen. 
right? And it shifts everything when we when we make that move. And so the desire to say, okay, how am I expressing into the world? And I think, Les, that's such a, a beautiful element of the co-creative process that you emulate is, is the, the awareness of self in the equation, right? Who am I in this creative process? And unless you've really taken responsibility for that within yourself, what prompted you to, to kind of make that shift? I'm sure it was a series of gradual, or maybe it was a big, huge kind of one day event, but, but that shift into like, wait, I'm going to start looking at how am I being so as to create these things around me? Was there something that happened for you that sort of shifted that awareness or was it, was it a gradual growth? How did that come about? Sure. Well, I tried to avoid it as long as I could. <laughs> and, then we the, all. <laughs> and then the cosmic two by four cracked me upside of the head. That was like 25 years ago. And um, I really dropped into a perpetual uh, reflection of myself to, to really look at and um, get to know the authentic idea of who I am and when I look at the collective, when I look at the masculine, we're really, we've been suffering from perhaps testosterone overdose or ego overdose. And the, the masculine, the patriarchal model, which has been in place across thousands of years, um, really doesn't serve our hearts. And if the element of love isn't really front and center, I don't think we can sustain whatever we dream up. But if it doesn't have that love element, I don't think it'll be sustainable long term. And so I I really look at the, the mechanics of love within the individual persona and how that relates to a collective narrative. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and as we talked before, you know, from, from your, your history working with electricity and, and in those spaces, right? We we can start to see how it, it's a it's a challenging conversation for the more traditionally held sort of um normative, right? The, the the norm of the traditional industry and stuff like that. Like love just was never really a conversation there. In fact, it was sort of extricated out of it. So we're gonna talk a little bit when we come back from the break of like how do you work this into conversations when, when, you know, profits are on the line or, or national security, right. Or all of these components that don't seem to mesh well with this concept of love. And yet I think that less, if we're all honest, we know that things don't really go well, unless that component is present. So right. what are we doing? Right. Why are we doing this? So before we, before we dive into that, let's take a quick break. Les, where can we send people to find out more about you? at uh, newhumanliving.com and uh, to learn more about me, lesjensen.com. Brilliant. And so thanks for listening again to the Science of Superpowers. Stay tuned because Les Jensen and Tonya Don Reckla uplift humanity here on the Science of Superpowers. And we're going to help you understand how you can do that in your space. So make sure you're getting over to superpowerexperts.com. If you want to know what it feels like to have that energetic confidence, to hold that space, so you can move through the world and uplift humanity in your spaces. We want you to feel free and confident in doing that. So stay tuned, folks. We're going to be right back after this break. You're not going to want to miss this. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, 
more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Awesome. We're back, folks. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. Les Jensen's here, and we're talking all about uplifting humanity. And before the break, we discussed that there, there are some energetics involved with this. There are some components involved with this, and there is love involved. If we don't believe ourselves to be capable of love, to be, be lovable, to be loving, to want love, to have that component ele- element present, or you know, maybe love is too much of a stretch for you. It sounds too hard to connect into that. Maybe you haven't had the best relationship with that word. And so, so perhaps we can look at something even like, what would it look like if we were content? What would it look like if we felt some sort of connectivity with each other? What would it look like if we could see each other and say, I don't know that I really want to hurt you, actually. You know, like, I don't know that I want to say those things that are coming out of my mouth. They just kind of come out, right? Or I throw off that post and aha, I feel better, but then I don't, right? And, but we do it. We keep doing it. And some of it is we're, we're conditioned in environments that where, where it's not real normalized to say, oh, you know, that doesn't feel very good or kind of hurts my feelings, right? A counterintelligence agent, right? You would, first of all, you don't even talk about yourself. If you do, you're probably in the wrong profession. And secondly, you certainly don't talk about your feelings, right? That's absurd. And, and, and less, I'm sure we all have a ton of examples of that. So how do you how do you encourage people and let's let's say men in particular in celebration of the co-creation here and, and it, it's it's tough how we've normalized masculinity how how do you carve spaces for excuse me for yourselves in those conversations where love can be present well that's a that's a good question the for myself i didn't know so much about my relationship with my emotions and and i mean i did not know how postured i was how um, perhaps my ego was a little bit spooked at the notion of connecting with my feelings and so as a result of that unconsciously i would keep everything superficial I would keep everything um, predictable. My ego wanted to make choices where I knew what the outcome was going to be because I was afraid that if I if I had to venture off into emotions I were wasn't familiar with, that I wouldn't know what the outcome is. And um, I know that's easy to say, and there might be those of you that are saying, uh, you know, um, I've had a, I've gone through the ringer with emotions. I'm kind of tired of that. But to uh, heal our relationship with our emotions, a lot of times they can just take a pause before we drop into reaction. So often we have this perpetual experience with our emotions because of our mind. The emotions themselves have no motive. The emotions are indifferent. The feeling themselves do not have an expected reaction. It's our mind. It's our mind that creates our problem with our emotions. And so when when you feel emotions that you would prefer to avoid, just to be present with them and allow them to 
be felt and released in the moment and break that reactive pattern. And I know it can feel a little intimidating, intimidating and perhaps a little spooky, but over time, your emotions turn out to be one of your best allies because your emotions are just messengers. They're real-time messengers in the moment, giving you cues and clues about what you can choose in the moment to keep yourself congruent with who you really are. Beautiful, beautifully said. I love, and I love the simplicity of that, folks. The steps are easy to follow. It's what we fear will happen that makes it seem so incredibly daunting as those waves come over and they feel like waves, right? It's like there's a vibrational sensation of energetics that comes through. And to Les's point, the interpretation of them is what creates a lot of our angst. When we can ride those waves, not only do they become your best friends, it is the most rich and delicious experience of life that you can ever imagine to be fully present in, in the most, we'll say sensual of ways at the sensory level, right? Like we aim for sensational existences, right? Total satiation of all sensory perceptors in every moment. Are you kidding me? Hello. <laughs> I'll take two, right? Yeah. Like, and then I'm going to need to take a break after like, that's, that's the feeling, right? I remember stealing fire, you know, that, that book, if you're familiar with it in there, they had interviewed or talked about a reference, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to mess it all up. But what I took from it was that there was a monk who, 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 who was questioned about, about abstinence. Like what, how could you be celibate? Like, how is this like, like, how do you do this? And he's like, uh, pretty much a constant orgasm, like all the time. And like, and again, that's my paraphrase. That's how right, it sounded right. in my mind. I'm sure yeah. it was much more eloquent and probably even a little more religious than that. But in my world, it translated to like a constant orgasm. And if you're honest, like that's the fear, right? Like we got some really, really acute sensory perceptors. And then when those babies are firing, it's like, whoa, buddy, right? Like we're feeling everything. And that's what we mean by superpowers, folks. And it's coming whether we want to admit it or not. We're feeling it whether we want to admit it or not. There, we're in the experience, even if we want to ignore it. So take Les's advice. <laughs> and if you're not in the process of like, feeling, even your emotions, folks, you've got a ways to go. This is like, you, you just got to get good with it. And, and it's tough. Sometimes it, it leads us to, I don't know, tear up. And oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. What's someone going to think? That's so, blah, 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 blah. no, they already know. If you're sitting there bottled up, all it's saying is I'm totally out of control. I can't be trusted. I, I'm not in management of myself, right? You're better off standing there going, whoa, whew that just came through. Those are tears. Wow. They're, they're, I'm, I'm absolutely in the experience of sadness right now. You may not even know why, right? But our fumblings about to hide it often create the angst and create the challenges and create a life that we don't really want because people don't know us. They can't connect with us, right? There's no realness because we're in a constant program or our avatars are, are pretending to be something that they're not. There's an element of realness that I swear people don't recognize anymore, right? Where you take that breath and you go, whew, and you just land in your body, in you. That's home, folks. That's you. And from there, all kinds of miraculous things happen. And so, less. <laughs> 
the work that you've done, right? These paths that you've pursued. And I've heard a lot of your stories as to how those have come about and why and and sort of these constant questions. What I love is your willingness to ask the questions and then follow the quest that continues to unfold in front of you. Um, so so let's let's entertain folks and 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 a, a day in the life of Les Jensen, like what, <laughs> what as you pursue these quests in your mind and these 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 rabbit holes that you go, you know, I like to follow the white rabbit, right? And see where it takes you. What if you could wave your magic wand and tell people like what that experience is like for you as an invitation for them to have it for themselves, how, how would you do that for them? Wow. Um, it, it's, if you're not afraid to ask the big questions, then you're, that you're willing to at least see the big problems. You know, um, I was going to use an example of anger, but actually in the last couple of months of last year, I bumped up against pain, just Mm. raw, solid, intense pain. Now, when we think about anger uh, in the masculine archetype, there's road rage or rage in and of itself, perhaps a sense of hopelessness and and an emotional event of anger or pain is an immense amount of energy that really intimidates us and we want to shut it down. Mm. And I I realized recently that um, pain or anger, pick one, is such an uncomfortable feeling. But the reason that is, is that we don't process it as we go along and we accumulate and accumulate. And then when we have it, it's this very intense event. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to um, understand the mechanism of these things in a healthy dynamic, which might not be modeled completely on this planet yet, but the idea of having them momentary events where where we release them and we don't accumulate and we always come down to a baseline of of close to zero. And so we take the energy out of them. And, and the way we do that is we heal our relationship with them. I mean, how many times, you know, your kid falls down and who who hasn't been told suck it up or, you know, whatnot? And and we form this galvanized uh, polarity, this avoidance, really. And that's what gets it to accumulate in our psyche. And then fast forward a few decades, we have no skill set with it. And every time these emotional events come up, it tips our card over. Well, that's not very, <laughs> it's not very powerful. It's not very uh, dynamic. But, you know, anger... <laughs> I know a lot won't agree with me. Anger is a really cool emotion because it's showing you the ang- when the anger comes up, it says, here's an incongruency in your life. Here's the problem. And here's this really raw, rich, powerful energy, the anger itself. Here's the problem. Here's the fuel. And so anger in a healthy dynamic is a relatively simple and easy thing to execute in the moment to push through our problems, and it brings with us very powerful energy to institute the change that anger is asking of us. Mm, Beautifully said. I love that. And 
And that's, you know, folks, for those things that you've been storing up, this is great advice, right? Most of us are fairly decent in managing our day-to-day existence without exploding, right? It's kind of how you get through life. But there are those things, and through the pandemic, I think those things got got real raw for a lot of us, real exposed. And so maybe our, our, our tempers are a little shorter than they used to be. Maybe our zero to 60 is a little bit quicker um, when we get enraged or upset or whatever the case may be. And so it's becoming um, challenging, I think, for some folks to, to learn how to manage that. Um, what Les is talking about is really valuable when you feel that coming forward and those bundled up emotions. Um, thank you for that, Les. And I love, and that's just, that's how it works. Like you, you observe yourself, right? That this is happening in me. The harmonizing of your own contradictions, folks, is the game. It's the entire game. We are a mess of contradictions, and we want them all, all of them, and we don't want to give up any of them. Cool. Don't figure out how to work with all of them, right? You got to make space for all of them then. And you have to be willing to know yourself as all of them. I am both the person getting angry and the one that doesn't like that I get angry. Done. End of story. Got it. I'm both. Get bigger than that. Be both. Okay. How do I want to manage these energies? Because there's gifts in all of them, right? We've got folks working with the friction, right? Fielding the friction or feeling it and using it in their creative pursuits, right? When these are the precursors to being able to work with that huge, immense energy that Les is talking about, that creative energy as it starts at its pure form. Folks, you get that and you can feel that at your roots. You're riding that puppy all the way up, right? That's a ride and that's a game. And that, and you can do that only when you are practiced in allowing these things to move through your system, to move through those constrictions, to move through all that stuff you've been storing because you haven't been wanting to do it before now. The longer you wait, the more painful the process. The life review is terrifying because we wait so long. We wait till we're dead. Do it now. It's much easier, okay? So follow Les's advice. Feel your feels, folks. We all got them in there. Les, let's give folks a last minute little tidbit here on Let's okay. So we've been all about the emotions day. This is how we are uplifting humanity. What can people do with that energy that's positive? What can we do instead of just resisting it? What can we give them that they can use that energy for? What would you recommend? Let's try the idea of joy and excitement. Think about what you want. And what what would get you excited about your future? What would feel uh, joyful to you? If you want to end up enjoying your life, practice experiencing joy today. To think about the idea of your future that would get you excited and can bring you a sense of excitement and joy to spend time doing that today will put you in fine practice to feeling joy tomorrow. And if you keep that up, you just might end up enjoying your life. Brilliant. And that's not to say the feels aren't real, folks. The investment is, though, also, right? The investment sure. is also. And so do that as well. Les, I can't thank you enough for coming back on the show um, especially for your work on the on the on the on the uh, on behalf of all of humanity, uh, your work at, at standing up as a man of co-creation who's willing to see beyond himself and into a bigger vision that includes spaces for all of us. Les, we really thank you for being you and having the courage to follow your questions and to encourage others to do the same. 
Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Oh, well, it's always been fun here at the Scientist Superpowers. Les, go check out Les's work. We've got links on the episode page. Make sure you're getting over to superpowerexperts.com to find out how you can work with some of these energetics in exciting ways so you can enjoy your life. Les Jensen has been here today, and we've been talking about uplifting humanity. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Until next time, we love you. Love each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.